Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we cover the Game Awards, new seasonal events, and more Blizzard drama. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another regularly remotely recorded, or yeah, regular remotely recorded episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. I am Matt, recording from my Matt bedroom, and that is Kevin, recording from his Kevin bedroom. Yay! Regular <laughs> bedroom. So, so Kevin, how how have you been? How what happened after we met up last week? Um, little to oh, yeah, we met in Little Tokyo at Holland. Yeah, that's where we went. Yeah, um, that was like my first full day in in LA. Um, key takeaways: first thing, uh, everything is super expensive. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna Uber anywhere expect it to take you ridiculously long compared to like anywhere else in the world because unless they have like fast track or something you're like in traffic for like an hour and a half i think the one place i've ever been that has worse traffic than la was in manila in the philippines yeah and they don't like have streets or anything right like they they just kind of obeys traffic laws they just kind of weave in and out and just like if you get stuck in the middle of traffic see then you're stuck there i mean at the very least la like you'll you'll get where you're going Mm -hmm. you might be a couple hours late but you'll get there like Mm -hmm. in the philippines you get you like you leave to do one errand and that's all you get done all day (laughs) yeah um but yeah we were uh, yeah yeah first day landed in la the night before and then this is like our first day actually like coming out and hanging out so um yeah la went to little tokyo they had food uh good ramen not gonna lie uh and then yeah matt as matt stated he took me to hollywood um yeah he he got the the putting up shots is not that hard for me uh oh my god (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of ridiculous in my opinion my parents don't believe me so that's why i got the gopro for for that thing exactly what was your record that you set you set the record at the dave and buster's at, at dave and buster's yes yeah. yeah so when we got there it was like 44 i believe or something like that it was like it was it was something relatively low by your standards yeah i think it was 44 ish and then when we left i left it at 68 um which like first first thing the basketball hoops at the dave and busters that we went at was like in the far back corner it was like it's no man's literally land. yeah it's no man's land and it's dark it's dark in there so that that's one thing that messed with me a little bit and then another thing is usually when you play on those hoops um they're not that loud uh, <laughs> that's another thing that threw me off for a sec i was like Yo, they're like every single thing works on this machine. I was waiting for things to be broken. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, believe it or not, that puts me in the zone. It's just like I I don't have to hear this guy being like, good shot. Like literally three every shot, you, you know, make. like every bucket. I'm like, come on, bro. I, I get it. You're trying to hype me up, but like 
shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had we had a great time. Uh, Dave and Buster's, and then just walking around the strip. That was really fun. Um, I've only done that one other time in my life, but it's really cool to do it at night because last time I did it, it was like during the day, middle of the day. Um, but like, yeah, night lights are really different, and it's it, it was a lot of fun. Um, day two, I took it kind of, I took it more chill. Uh, I I relaxed. I had an event later that night. Um, I got to see the Scribble Showdown, which was the YouTube animators like tour. Um, that had Ego Raptor, uh, Rubber Rubber Ross, uh, Emery Chu, Gene Animations, and the Odd Ones Out. Um, it was essentially a comedy drawing show. Um, and Interesting. it was really fun to, to be at. And like for me personally, like I, I just like supporting my like supporting the artists in general. Uh it was it was like a $60 ticket, but like when I got there, I was like really surprised by like for me, like I think of like production and like how they made the show work. And like watching it back, I'm like, this is super impressive. Like they have four like computers that they're able to like screen cap from they they can label mm-hmm. each individual like thing uh they have timers they have um like sound effects and they're just able to make things like so fluent like they had it like the rundown was essentially like nailed down and it was perfect um so i i give props to them they did a really good job and uh all the artists who came out it was it was really fun um the only thing that i didn't expect was a was the sheer number of children there um the <laughs> i get it whenever i go to an event yeah i was like oh it's a it's a wednesday night right it's a wednesday night went out like what kind of kids are out on a wednesday night and it's like oh their parents could like just take them or whatever but it was like like i get it 60 dollars tickets like it's your it's your kid's favorite artist coming out hanging out and then yeah, I, I I go to the event. It's just like there's so many kids. I didn't expect that many kids. Um, it it just it threw me for a loop. Um, it's me whenever but, I go to a concert. It's like yeah, there's so many damn kids in the place. And yeah, I don't like, mean like I don't mean like like younger like eighteen year olds or anything. I mean like children, legitimate children, like twelve yeah. years or something. Yeah, I'm like, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> like. So, like, it's like, 8 30 like don't, <laughs> is it past your bedtime like i went to once one of the times i went to fallout boy they had black bear open and i've i've never really been a fan of black bear i don't like him um and part of the reason why i don't like him is because of, of his music and whatever he's singing and like fallout boy is like a fairly mainstream band right you would expect like kids to be at a fallout boy concert right mm-hmm. they're they're relatively mainstream um and so the way that black bear decides he wants to open this concert which i mean if you even if you looked at the card even a little bit you could tell there are kids there is he he's singing about the chateau mormont and do you know anything about chateau mormont kevin no i do not not too far from where we were in hollywood there is a a, a hotel called the chateau mormont um it is it's well known because a lot of celebrities go there, but it's also known because there's a lot of prostitution that happens there and drugs and whatnot. Um, and he's singing this song about the Chateau Vermont and how many times he's taken prostitutes there. Um, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm sitting like 
five feet away from a 12 year old who's with their parents. And then I look to the other, like on the row in front of me, like there's a couple of other even younger children there. And I'm like, wait a minute, Black Bear. This is not the best song to be singing at a concert like this. I'm always surprised by the amount of kids that go to these things. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I can't help you there. Uh, that's not that's not something that I normally normally see. Um, but yeah, it was just really I was really surprised by like the sheer number of people there. But it was good. It was a good concert. Or not a concert, it was just like a good event in general. So uh I give I give a lot of credit to the production staff. They did a really mm. good job. I will say, I didn't believe you when you said that you were like just that good at hoops like i i believe yeah. you were good i didn't realize that like it was literally like ball shot ball shot ball shot ball shot and it's just like it's hypnotic watching it just sink in every time yeah it's it's something that i want to do content wise which is kind of the reason why i asked my parents to get me the gopro in the first place i was like i can i can stream this People will watch me play mini hoops if I. I mean, get, it's uh, not something that you you would normally associate with streaming, so you could really carve yourself a niche there. Yeah, I mean, I I was looking into the sports category, and I was like, these guys, these guys are yes, they are sporting, but I I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I can I can do something in this in this category that nobody else is doing. So. Yeah, I was definitely excited to take a shot at it. So that's that's what I did. Um, but yeah, we we went to the concert or the uh, event comedy show. I've really um, been saying concert this entire episode. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Friday, Friday, I <laughs> so I met up with Artie. Um, oh, he told me he was like, "Hey, like it was probably like a week or two before the event," and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna be in LA." during like these days and he's like when's your flight on your last day and i'm like it's at 10 a.m and he's like could you maybe you know delay that further there might be a wink wink nudge nudge event that might happen uh (laughs) you know in la i'll let you know if you if you like rsvp and like can push your flight back and i'm like oh okay so i i got my flight delayed by a while um which is good and then yeah i went i went to this event um so Artie, if you don't know now he is an intern at team liquid um so he does like the event management and he ran an event at ucla campus for the valorant championship tournament vtc or vct um for team liquid so he said, oh, yeah, doors open at five in the morning. I'm like, I'm not going to be there. Uh, <laughs> when's the first game? And he's like, first game's at 10. I'll be like, all right, I'll try to be there by nine. <laughs> so he's like, I asked him, like, do I need to bring food or anything? Like, is there going to be stuff there? And he's like, yeah, we got donuts and uh, and pizza should be coming later. And I'm like, oh, OK, perfect. So I mean, I show up to this thing. It also might have been like open for food. Oh, yeah, it was open. Like I, I was walking around. There were like food trucks and stuff um around it was in the northwest uh campus auditorium yeah yeah auditorium yeah that one um so yeah when i got there i was like hey 
is the team liquid event right and they're like yeah like uh who are you like who are you looking for i'm like oh i'm looking for Artie, and he's like oh yeah Artie runs the whole thing like yeah you're you're good just come on in it's like i'm like okay and then yeah i ran into Artie. we watched a couple of the valorant games um we were watching i pretty much networked i used that whole event to to network and talk to people um a lot of the interns uh, for Team Liquid were there. So talked to like their graphic designer, their sales and reps manager, um, a couple other like uh, personalities who honestly, like they were, they were all really chill people. Um, but we were just out there chatting. And then Artie said like, hey, uh, so cool, cool, good news. Um, I have a stupid amount of jerseys that I have to give away. And I'm like, cool. And I'm like, I'll get them after you do your first giveaway so i don't feel like a dick and he's like okay and he essentially said like he did his first giveaway and then he's like all right i told him i have to go because i have to catch the flight uh and i didn't know how long you know tsa and uh you know all that ubering to from ucla to lax which is on the other side of town how long that's gonna take and whatnot so i told him like hey i i watched the first match really good um he's like okay i could go in the back and he's like yeah so team liquid just dumped all of these like things that i don't use um and we just need to get rid of it so he's like go ahead like just take take a few like whatever you want to take just just let me know where you go and i'm like okay cool um so yeah i got my i got a couple of jerseys the uh limited run of the uh the marvel team liquid jerseys um that they just had left over so i have a couple of those um one of them i'm gonna give to uh i'm gonna give to my sister's boyfriend because like he's a big fan of like marvel stuff and esports so i got i got him one of those and then the rest are kind of mine for now um (laughs) so yeah it, it was pretty it was a good event like overall networking and just talking with people was really it's really good for me like i haven't been able to do that since you know the pandemic so um it's awkward yes but it's like it's necessary for the style of like you know esports broadcast stuff that i gotta do so um overall really fun event ended up going to lax got there two hours before my flight uh walked around aimlessly and uh yeah that, that that was it and i got home and then i streamed immediately because i was weird uh but yeah it, it was a great trip in la i would definitely go again i would i definitely liked the way how i planned everything out like there was some downtime days and there was like super event fueled days so it's just really nice to have like to understand like that's the pacing that i have to do um but yeah it, it was good it was a fun event what do you think of UCLA campus? Uh big. Um really? I it's I know smallest, it's a, it's the smallest campus easy. but it's like up and down wise. Like uh-huh and hills. Hills. Yeah. So it reminds me of UC Berkeley campus in that way where Oh like, yeah, I w- yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I work at UC Berkeley so it's just like going up and down hills is kind of like the norm. Um but it was kind of I was like, yeah, that it's very compact but it feels really big because it's just like Mm -hmm. up and down on a hill Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah oh uh delivery bots yeah i saw i saw the little <laughs> little little fart toaster things they're just walking around uh i i like the way how they hesitate when they get in front of people that is really funny um i i i just need it to pretend like it's trying to juke somebody on the basketball court that's that's what i what i saw with that um i was really excited when i saw it and i was like yeah this is this is perfect it's this is the exactly future it is the future um but yeah it was uh it was really interesting and i i like the campus i was only there for for that event i would have liked to obviously see the the gaming lounge and see what they had going or oh, yeah. even working they're, on they're, but they're not done with that yet. We'll yeah they're not them. done with that we'll talk to them when it's done they said like yeah you can talk to us when it's done so we'll talk to them when it's done yeah and it yeah obviously it would have been cool to like be there and be like okay yeah i'm a uh, I, I do i do stuff i do esports it'd be cool to see your facility um but yeah it was it's pretty cool it i'm excited to do more of those like if i need to network or if there are you know lan events that i get invited to i would love to be there um but yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun So overall, how would you rate your LA trip? I mean, you've uh, been to LA before, but this current LA trip for not this current, is the, the one first that time. Recent. Yeah, this is the first time like I've traveled alone. Like that's that's one thing. Um, like I usually it's with my family. They they drive me around, put me around. So like usually I just go with the flow there. But yeah, I I would I would rate it. Uh, I would rate it nine very slow cars in traffic out of 10 um <laughs> it was it was fun it, it was a good it was a good event um it was a great time and i'm i'm excited to I, I would love to come back down um i don't know how often that dave and busters resets their uh their thing their high scores but um yeah if it happens you know if somebody's like oh well we gotta reset it because it's too high I'll be like, all right, fly me back down there. I'll 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 fix that real quick. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed that I left it at 68. I could have left it with one more and it would have been way better. That would have been perfect. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the news of the week. Um so for some some streaming things. Um, I know YouTube has really been trying to push their platform of youtube gaming i mean we have the overwatch league on youtube which i mean for me personally has because i'm not that big of a twitch user like i have an account and i again i did moderate on twitch for fandom which was a nightmare um but like i, I you're, you're going up against twitch right now um and i guess one of the bigger twitch stars ludwig i i I, i'm not again i'm not a twitch streamer yeah well, Lud. So i don't really know him but like i guess you know him kevin yeah or know of him he, he's one of he is the most subscribed dude on twitch before he left for youtube well, yeah he left for youtube and then immediately he gets hit with a temporary ban because yeah. <laughs> youtube um the, the googles and the youtubes are very stringent about their copyright notices which 
I mean, they're in the business of promoting this stuff. So I, I understand why they have to be, but apparently in one of his very early YouTube streams, like he's just starting on the platform, he gets smacked with the, the ban hammer because he played a little bit of baby shark. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, out of all the songs to be, to be hit with a ban hammer over, I mean, baby sharks a pretty good one to be hit with. Yeah, it it was really funny. Yeah, I saw the tweet that happened on December second, um, and uh, I was like, he. I know that he moved over to YouTube. He had a huge announcement uh, with him like blowing up a car or something uh-huh. um, when when he made his announcement, and um, I was like, okay, he's moving over to YouTube. And then like literally the day after, I was like, oh, <laughs> like what what happened? It just says stream unavailable due to like policy violations, and I was like, this is. This is going well, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was um, it was really interesting. I, I liked his, I like his content a lot, and he's really he's really smart um, about that. So like, I've been watching a lot of his stuff recently. And why did he switch? So he actually goes into that into a video. Um, one of them, he says that YouTube allows people to be more creative. Um, which in other words, they're telling him like, this is something that has been going across, like also to Val, uh, Valkyrie and a bunch of other, um, YouTubers who have, or Twitch streamers who have moved over to YouTube. It's because YouTube says, Hey, we don't want you to be streaming all the time. We want you to make good content instead. So they give them less stream hours. They tell them like, Hey, you don't have to stream eight hours a day, five days a week. Uh, you just have to maybe do like, you could treat it like a part-time job. As long as you put out like a video every month, like we'll allow you to do your thing. And so that's something that he was like really saying, he's like, I want to do bigger projects and I can't do that with, with Twitch. Twitch is either it's live at the moment or it's not, you know? Um, so that's why a lot of creators have moved over that and the uh the amount of money that youtube is willing to shell out for for these big streamers it's way better uh in my opinion um and lud actually gave him like the benefit of the doubt like i'm like diving into this stuff because like i i just watched the video like earlier today um but he said like he took the contract that he got from youtube right and he went to Twitch and he said, could you match this? And they're like, no, we can't match that or anything close to that. Right. <laughs> and so Lud was like, all right, I'm moving. So he, he ends up going to YouTube and yeah, he, he just, he has a tough time, you know, a couple, <laughs> it, it it's going to be some growing pains, but I don't think that like, this one is not as bad as like, I forgot to put it on the agenda on the news thing, but like there was. Um, a more recent like YouTube copyright thing with a uh, man. Let me let me find the thing um, with an anime reviewer, um, and he got a copyright strike. It was recent. Um, I think it was yesterday. Um, yeah, I'm totally changing the subject, but yeah, Lud got hit with a with a ban, um, with a temp ban. Baby Shark, it, it's bad don't 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 play music don't get debated by your videos <laughs> it happens um, i think it makes for a funny story it does and another thing like i remember uh 
they were he was on a podcast with disguised toast and they were talking about uh like getting suspended or getting banned from a platform is actually better press than majority of other things. I mean, look at how much the, Amaranth gets press for every single time she gets banned. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> he's saying like this is actually like better things because like it just teaches everybody like, hey, you gotta you gotta watch out on these certain platforms. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot the subject real quick. Um, there was a there was a YouTuber recently. Um, but Mark Fitzpatrick, the guy who owns the channel, totally not Mark. Um, he has been on YouTube for a long time and he's an anime like reviewer and a person essentially who does anime reviews. Um, he said that he got copyright striked by Toei Animations, which is the huh. the company that owns, you know, Dragon Ball. Um and has the rights to that and he said that he like greatly disagrees with this and he says he's been stressed out um over all of this for a while um but essentially he had 27 at the very beginning of the day but at the end when he was done um he had a total of 155 uh youtube violation strikes all filed by toy animations a hundred what 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 yeah, 155, I believe is the number. That's a ton. Yeah, and he's been he's been on YouTube for let me double check so I don't I don't goof up the number here. He's been on on YouTube since 2009. So, this is 12 years of work and he's essentially been like copyright striked for things that this is like his whole life almost. It, it is his life. He makes money and pays people because of the work that he does on this channel. Um, so it's really interesting to, to know that Toei, like the second that anything with Dragon Ball had, like was in the title, he said that he had to take it out. Like anything that had even the word Dragon Ball, even if it didn't show anything, he had to take it out and there there's a whole video on it right now he he did a literal like nine minute video about everything that's gone wrong here um and he's he says like i cannot in my good faith like support a company that that i'm literally giving free press to and they are just shutting me down for it um and it's different because like in our in the US, right? In US and in most places, there's a fair use policy, right? Where if you use it for news or um, or to critique, right? Uh, you have the right to use copyrighted material um, as long as it's it fits a certain category or it fits a certain, you know, form. Um, but yeah, the company just went through, blocked 155 videos of his and just told him like, you can't do anything. Um, unfortunately, Japan does not have a law like that, um, but it's very, it's very messed up. Like this guy's whole life can be, like his whole life and journey on YouTube can be shut down just because of, you know, one company that just wants to lock down on stuff like this. But it, it's very polarizing in a way. So with all that, do you think that YouTube is is a threat? to twitch at this point 
so that is something like I, I had this discussion earlier with my father. Um, but yeah, it, it's a matter of discoverability. And a lot of streamers talk about this. And this is the reason why I'm making a, I'm making kind of a big pivot uh, moving into 2020. I'm not making it a New Year's resolution. It's more of something that I've been working on mentally. Like I need to get myself out more. Um, but um, essentially what is going down is Twitch is a very difficult platform to get discovered on. So there is very low discoverability on Twitch. Whether You're either huge already and people tune in to see, you know, a good personality or a good player, right? Um, and they just watch their footage just because, like, you know, they're entertaining, right? But if you're a zero streamer, zero viewer Andy uh, that has nobody watching your stream, you literally tune in and you ask your friends, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm live. Go ahead and watch me. Um, yeah, you're, you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow or find anybody who will watch your stream. And that's because, like, the the way how Twitch categorizes your games, right? The first thing that moves to the top is the people who have, like, viewers. So if you don't have viewers, you don't have anybody watching your stream. Therefore, you don't get discovered, right? Uh, YouTube is a lot. YouTube and TikTok are the other two platforms that are very discoverable. So essentially, like, if you wanted to look up, you know, if you wanted to look up a certain game, um, gameplay or good player or really funny clips, you just go into YouTube and you type in like, you know, favorite game, funny clip streamer or something like that. Right. And you want to be one of those first people or it's like, hey, I want to learn how to do something. Right. You watch it on YouTube um, or TikTok. Those are the two more discoverable platforms. So because of that, it's a lot of people including Twitch streamers. A lot of Twitch streamers are saying, don't start on Twitch. Start on YouTube and get yourself discovered through good content that you make on YouTube. And then that will drag people to your Twitch channel. So whenever you happen to be live, they'll watch you live. So that that is how I'm going to be approaching you know, the next year. Um, but it is interesting to like to know that YouTube now, what YouTube wants to do is it a threat to Twitch? Is yes, because YouTube now can take your streams, make those videos immediately, and then you could take those videos, cut them down even further, make YouTube shorts, or even upload it to TikTok. They're making everything more streamlined. So you don't have to worry about discoverability or anything. Like you already have that level of discoverability. Um, it's just a different platform. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much the only change. Like if there's the only thing that YouTube needs to do in order to compete with Twitch is bring over emotes. And the second mm. that like they bring over Twitch's emotes, like it's over. Like, like Twitch cannot do anything about the gaming community moving over and spamming like dumb stuff in chat um, that will show up for the streamer. And it's interesting. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, I feel like that that is something that I'm like debating too. It's like, do I move over to YouTube? Do I find my home on Twitch? Um, and it's an interesting discussion that I've I've definitely had not only to myself but also with my parents. So 
uh, yeah, very, very, very much uh, uh, invested in this whole YouTube versus Twitch streaming thing right now. So do, do you think that they'll actually bring over the emotes or are they going to find their own solution to that? I think they will. They're probably going to do that, right? I think that Twitch will or yeah, Twitch won't let them have the emotes. I think that YouTube will. They have to figure out a way how to grab the gamers from Twitch and tell them like YouTube has a better platform without it's like it, it, it's kind of like a like it's hard to change your old ways kind of thing. Like we've always been on Twitch um, and we we watch Twitch when people are live and then when they're not live, we watch them on YouTube. Um, but it's going to be really weird to switch and do, you know, YouTube only. Um, it, it's something that it, it's really tough to nail down. And we saw that with the Overwatch League um, where most of their viewers were from Twitch, right? And then the second that they moved over to YouTube, they they lose a lot of their audience, but they have a better platform deal. So it's really, it's really tough to get people to like go onto YouTube and watch the games. Um, just because like we still associate live streamed games with Twitch. And the second that like that switches over, like people are like, Oh, well, YouTube gaming is starting to pick up or something like that. Right. It makes it a lot easier for people to just move over then. Um, but I don't, I don't know exactly what, the specific thing is i i wish that they're like if anything i hope that this just spawns more competition between youtube and twitch because it will make twitch work harder and it will also make youtube work harder mm -hmm. so it it's just essentially a win-win for for the streamers competition of course is always good yeah uh What's not good is the Omicron variant. Um, so the first U.S. cases were reported out of all places at an anime convention with oh, no. 53,000 people there. Oh, no. Um, the, the person was, was vaccinated and like, hadn't, didn't have serious symptoms, which may be why they didn't catch it at the time is because the person was was relatively okay and fine and like they quarantined afterwards and they're fine now and they're encouraging everybody who was there to i believe this was in new york to get tested oh is this anime nyc i think this was that that oh no way people um <laughs> but like it it doesn't it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in like mass gatherings and, and especially anime events that it was the anime event that got the got the big coverage for this like anime oh, no. anime fans are are not they don't have the the greatest reputation as being the cleanest of people. Yeah. Uh I I need there needs to be an anime character who is really hot who sells soap. Oh wait, that's a wait, wait, hold on. That's a that's a smut uh a, a book. I I know where this is going. But like essentially if you have a character who cosplays and sells soap you can you can do that at a convention and just be that guy um <laughs> but yeah overall i i don't know if this is like it, it's a it's obviously bad coverage for for the anime conventions but i do think that like if everybody was like safe 
Uh, I'm really interested to know like what the numbers of the Omicron virus mm-hmm. after the convention is, um, because I feel like like in New York, right? They have the same like thing of indoor gatherings. You must be vaccinated. Yeah. Um, I think they I were mean, even before a lot of the other states. Yeah. So I I want to see how like there may have been a reported case, but I want to know how many people, you know, come down with it, and if it is like this this kind of thing you know um but yeah i I hope that everybody stays safe uh wash your hands or just because the coverage has stopped doesn't mean that you cannot travel without perel um (laughs) (laughs) that that is not on my christmas list but uh more will always be appreciated um you know what's not appreciated by a lot of people, Kevin, also? Is that hmm. Titanfall is being permanently pulled from everywhere beginning March 1st, 2022. Oh. Um, I mean, obviously, like, Titanfall is a very influential game. It's It was a lot of fun. I played the second one. Um, it's it's the basis of the universe where Apex Legends is is built upon. So that's an, that's a fun little little tidbit there but like with all of like the ddos and the hacking issues and just a bunch of issues with titanfall plus they're like devoting more of their resources to apex legends right now um and the fact that respawn is also not working on titanfall 3 for the foreseeable future um the game has been has been shut down and it's really it's you really can't get it anywhere after that i mean i didn't really play the multiplayer as much i played a little bit of it um, but I played it for the story and like, wow, they really did make you feel for, for a, a robot, a giant murder war machine robot. Yeah, it I, I understand, like, if a game has fallen off, it's like they, they know it's time to close, especially like with Apex doing so well. It's it's actually OK to just focus your efforts on the one that's working. Um, so I don't I don't blame them for shutting this down. Um, and yeah, I hope that people will just watch it, like play Apex and just be like, this is the spiritual successor to, you know, Titanfall. And if if there will be, you know, right now they're saying they're not working on the on the next Titanfall. But if they say that and then release it five years down the line without telling us, you know, that I'll bring some more hype, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of hype, Kevin, tell us the hype about this League of Legends event. Oh, yeah. So um, I did not know about this until the tweets came out from the Chase Center. So um, I'm a huge basketball fan. Chase Center is where the Golden State Warriors play. Um, But I was very confused why the official account for the Chase Center was tweeting about League of Legends. And it wasn't talking about their own, you know, the the Golden Guardians League of Legends team. Um, Apparently, the Chase Center is going to be the place where the grand finals will take place for the world championships. Um, so Riot revealed that there will be a multi-city tour of North America in 2020 for the League of Legends World Championships. And this is something that I was like, like V kind of mentioned it to me. He's like, cool, I don't have to travel as much. And I was like, huh, cryptic. And then <laughs> and then this dropped and I'm like, oh, okay that's cool so he was saying like for the past few events for for league he's had to fly to iceland 
Um, didn't go to the museum. He didn't go to the museum. He goes to Iceland. He does all the the, the Viking stuff. Uh, yeah, didn't go to the didn't go to the Dong Museum, unfortunately. But he said like, cool. Like he literally put on a tweet like a while ago. He's like, cool. I don't have to travel as far. And we don't. I don't remember what it was like referencing to. But now I know what it is. So he's probably going to be doing some of the cinematic observing for this. Is technically one of his uh, camera positions for this. But the play-in tournament is going to be taking place in Mexico City, Mexico. Um, and then group stages and quarterfinals will be taking place in New York City. Followed by when the semifinals do happen as they are moving forward. Um, that will be taking place in Toronto, Canada. And then the grand finals will be taking place in San Francisco, California. Um, at the Chase Center, of all places. And it was... Uh, it was really cool to to hear that they they did a whole announcement uh, before the Warriors game uh, versus the Raptors, which happened on Sunday. Um, I didn't know about you know this because they don't show that on the broadcast, but it was apparently like a thing that they were talking with, like the Golden State Warriors about like coordinating with, and I am kind of excited to see what they do here. So, um, a lot of people who are a part of you know, the esports community um, are really excited to finally see lands come back. And that is something that I 100% feel like needs to come back right now um, safely. Doesn't need to happen like at a wide scale, but this is probably the best way of doing it. Like we've had, you know, basketball events happen at the Chase Center um, where people, you know, they had to check your vaccination or, you know, uh, negative COVID tests within the last 48 hours before they even let you through the door. And if you don't have that, they will decline you. It, it is a thing. Um, but yeah, it was really, it's really interesting to know that traditional sports and esports are now kind of like saying, Hey, you got a cool new building. Can we, can we use it real quick? Um, and yeah, it's going to be really cool to see what they do at this new arena with, you know, esports being this big. I don't know League of Legends, so I can't really comment on how big League of Legends is, aside from the fact that I know it is very big. It big. Uh, the the best way how I can say it is League of Legends is probably is the most popular game mm-hmm. um, around the world. Yeah. Um, if it and then you know people are watching Arcane, so now people are figuring out oh lore is happening, um, but. They tend to do a really good job with their production, and I'm excited with what they can do and what the stream will look like um, for for all of us viewers at home. Um, I I would probably ask V Flight if he can uh, you know get me give me a ticket or something like I don't even play League, but I would I would like to see how the production half works. And I mean I've worked on a production in an in an arena before. Um, I did the league, I did a Rocket League like collegiate tournament um at the Golden One Arena in Sacramento. So it's the same like setup, I hope. I hope it's the same thing, but with it being the grand finals of you know of, of worlds, I hope that they they like 
pull out all the stops, you know, they're going to probably put them in the middle of the court, you know, on the floor yeah. seating. Um, they'll probably drop the Jumbotron a little bit. They'll, the cool thing about like newer stadiums too, is like they have TVs on the inside of the Jumbotron. So like people on the ground floor could actually see what's up on there. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how they utilize the space. Um, and you know they're professionals. They'll figure it out. They know how they know how a lot of this works. And you know if they can make a whole thing work in the middle of Iceland, I'm pretty sure that they could figure it out um, here as well. So yeah, I feel like this is going to be something that um, we we got to look forward to um, as esports fans, especially if the, if this goes well. Imagine what other like sporting venues and other places will be more open to allowing like events like these to happen, you know? Um, And also, you know, what other tournaments can be ran out of arenas and how the whole thing is set up. So I do think that there is going to be a lot of really cool things uh, moving forward. So we got to hope that league of legends does well so that all the other esports that follow under the umbrella can can take a bigger step forward Mm -hmm. and while league of legends is an established game pokemon unite is a brand new game but there's an update that you wanted to talk about right kevin yes moving from one moba to the to the other not so popular moba um pokemon unite yet not not yet uh expect expect your boy to put out a lot more pokemon unite content in the future um but yeah, this is something that I was really excited for. But uh, the, the thing that I'm definitely not excited for is the ridiculously long update. Um, so, yeah, we're going to we're going to play a quick game, Matt. This I'm flipping the script. Oh, um, no. <laughs> how long do you think Pokemon Unite was down today? <laughs> Say five hours. All right. You're very close. It was two times as long as five hours oh, oh. they they tend you're to, making me do math yeah they, it was out for 10 hours it's it's very interesting how pokemon unite does this like they essentially put out a tweet like a couple days in advance but they said yeah um trainers i'm sorry december 8th from 1 p.m to 11 p.m uh we will be doing an update uh we cannot let you play the game until uh until we update this and i'm like okay that's that's fine i guess um so all day today i was just watching paint dry um (laughs) just kidding no i was playing super auto pets um (laughs) it was it's a fun game but anyways back to the topic of pokemon unite um we got a lot of really cool announcements coming out um first of all uh winter event happening between december 15th and january 16th so uh, we're going to have a new quick play map uh, with Articuno on it. The entire main thing is going to be frosted over. There's going to be a lot of really cool uh, hollowware or like costumes that you can get for your characters. Um, I am very much looking forward to Chef Snorlax. That is one of those uh, skins that has no business being here, but it's it's just too good not to pick up. On top of having that, we will also have... Uh, an in-game event thing like i wouldn't say an advent calendar but a new in-game like daily system 
that will allow you to unlock um, unlock Serena, which is the uh, the grass tall sprout thing with legs. Uh, so yeah, uh, Serena's coming to the game, and then also Dragonite will be coming to the game. So I'm very excited to see both of those two join in the entire roster. Uh, it's the first time that we've gotten all rounders since the beginning of the game. Um, so I'm really excited to see that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really cool updates coming to Unite. Once again, it's available for for MOBA and or for mobile uh, games as well as on the Switch. Uh, it's 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 all free, unless you want skins, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, Unite is honestly it's one of those games where like I have a lot of fun playing it because I I grew up playing MOBAs and Unite is very simplified compared to league but um i I still like the competitive drive and the the experience of playing so Mm -hmm. yeah speaking of competition it's the game awards tomorrow or technically we're well no it's still tomorrow it's It's still still tomorrow still wednesday um it's still wednesday when we're recording this so um I, i i haven't played all of the games that have been talked about in in this and have been nominated um but i can't I, afford I, them of course same but i mean i i've played a, a few of them so let's just like run down the list and see if we have any any predictions uh, about who's going to win this thing um so game of the year death loop mm-hmm. which i just beat yesterday it takes two metroid dread which i'm still trying to beat Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which I beat a few months ago, and Resident Evil Village, which I also beat a few months ago. Um, out of these, I feel like it might be Psychonauts 2, just because that's what I've seen most people hyped for on this list. Like, Village was okay. Ratchet and Clank was a little bit short. Deathloop was good, but I don't know if it's game of the year material. I've heard things good things about It Takes Two, but I haven't played it. Um, and Metroid Red is good, but I, I, again, I don't know if it's game of the year material. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I watch a lot of streamers play these kinds of games. So I, I would say that I have a solid understanding of like what people have been playing for the most part. Um, I'm a big fan of It Takes Two, but then again, I don't have anybody else to play it with. So I'm a sad boy. Um <laughs> It's like playing Portal 2 co-op by yourself. It's not fun. Um, huh. <laughs> so it, it takes two definitely... I, fun fun fact, only one person has to buy a copy of It Takes Two, and then you can you can link share it with somebody else, and then they could play It Takes Two, and it's a great like first date kind of thing. If you, if you have to do a remote date, hmm. just keep that in mind. Gamers so takes one are trying to, to go on a date. Two. It, it, you can't play it alone because you're that's just sad like (laughs) it it takes two is like it requires coordination between the two like players and it requires you to like talk it out and stuff like that it's really fun it's a fun game but it is about a divorced couple or like it's about a couple's relationship who's falling apart so it it, it's cool to to watch on misfortune um but yeah um i would say out of these, like Deathloop was an interesting concept. I, I liked the idea of that Psychonauts 2 is definitely one of them that a lot of people are talking about just because it's like the first time it's coming back um, in, a, in a long time. Um, 
and yeah, I'm just I'm kind of interested in seeing what uh what people think and you know what the award goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, so best game direction, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank. Uh I've never heard of Returnal. What is Returnal? It's like, Let me it's like Hades. It's a it, it's a roguelite. So uh, it's it's like ro- it's like Hades meets um Dark Souls with guns in space. Space guns instead of l- long hell hallway. Yes. Got it. That's what Returnal is. <laughs> Got it. Um yeah, I, I don't really have a... Neither neither do I. I don't have a one. grip on these. I, I am looking at the moment at, like, the Game Awards uh, Steam tab of, like, what games are available. So if if you hear scrolling and frantic clicking, it's me trying to figure out, like, <laughs> what, what game is this again? Hold on. What? Excuse me. Um, so best narrative... Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. That's for best narrative? That's for best narrative. Hmm. I've only played one of these on the list. Deathloop does have a good narrative. Um, interesting how it plays out. It's a, it gets a little bit like... I think the end is a little... Well, not the end, but the parts of it are a little bit predictable, but it's fun to discover all the all the narrative bits in the story. So I will give it that. Um, I've been tempted to get Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's like, I don't feel like I need to pay $60 to play this game. I've heard it's like, it's good, but it's not like you'll lose your mind over it. So, and then the other, I just, I don't feel the need to buy any of those on this list. I'm, I'm I hate platformers, to... so Psychonauts is not for me. I know that for a fact. I'm going to peek ahead at a couple of these lists because I see a game that I'm surprised that it's not mm-hmm. on this portion. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. For it. So, best narrative, I see on Steam a game that I've played. I love this game, by the way. It's called Before Your Eyes. Um, If you've never played Before Your Eyes, um, I got to give a shout out to Dor. Uh, he was a commentator for the contender series for overwatch for overwatch league um but yeah i talked to him in sacramento and he's like have you played before your eyes and i'm like what and he's like just get it just get the game if you have a webcam or your computer has a webcam you will love it and i'm like why do i need a webcam and so essentially eyes game that you were talking about so yeah before your eyes it is controlled by your blinking so and it's a narrative, like, it's a really deep story, too. Like, you have to, like, you're fully invested in the story because of the mechanics of it. But it is a great story. And I'm surprised it's not nominated for Best Narrative because I would definitely put it on there. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, it, it's one of those games where, like, each decision matters. Um, it, it It's a short game to play, but it's a very interactive game. I mean, yeah, I, I don't have anything to play it on, but I've, I'm intrigued by the concept. Um, best performance. So for 
it goes to Erica Mori for Life is Strange. She plays Alex Chen. Giancarlo Esposito playing Anton Castillo in Far Cry 6. Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn in Deathloop. Maggie Robertson as Alcina Dumitrescu in Resident Evil Village. And Ozioma Akaga. I hope I pronounced her name right because she plays Juliana Blake in Deathloop. And she is probably, it's between her and Lady Dumitrescu for me like John Carlo Esposito is great in everything he does um I haven't played Far Cry 6 but like Lady Dimitrescu was fantastic Juliana Blake in Deathloop was uh, was just such a great foil to Colton like the banter was so good so I would want either of those two to win it if, if either of them two wins it I will be fine with that win yeah um, I, I saw some of the behind the scenes for like the mocap for resident evil village so i'm excited to just see where where this goes like i i haven't played through a lot of their games but um yeah i, I mean i i like the performances that both of them that I, when i watch death loop streams or when i watch resident evil like they, they seem like solid characters man it was definitely a, a good performance from her um best multiplayer Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. Um, I haven't played any of these. I've heard good things about Knockout City. Of course, It Takes Two. It's like good things about that. Back for Blood, I know people were hyped over it, but I have heard issues with that. Monster Hunter, I know a lot of friends who play that. New World, I've heard issues. Valheim, I'm not even sure what that game is. So... Um, yeah, New World is definitely one of those games that had, you know, multiplayer MMO, like full open world kind of kind of vibes. I know a lot of people played that just because it is it was like a new game and a ton of people streamed it when it first came out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a really interesting one. Best is best multiplayer. OK, so back for blood. I feel like it was solid until like you realize that you could just play left for dead yeah um, <laughs> um but yeah uh it takes two x besides portal 2 it takes two is probably the best dating game just putting that out there you guys uh just take take it and run with it um or fogs if you guys have played fogs it's literally cat dog but it's dog dog <laughs> um yeah um I would say out of these monster hunter rise probably has like the capcom vote on it too um i i don't know i this is a really big toss-up overall but i would say i can see new world taking it just because of the sheer like popularity of it okay I'm, i just found valheim okay hold on valheim is da, 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 an open world survival craft online co-op so it's like don't starve but you also have to build things and oh okay i think i know which one it is now okay yeah yeah it, this one's this looks really huge uh i'm not good at survival games i will die uh i could barely survive through the winter and don't starve so don't expect me to have good things to say about these kinds of games um but overall like best multiplayer i feel like it either goes to it takes two uh, New World or Monster Hunter, just because mm -hmm. of the sh sheer name of it. 
So best ongoing. Uh, Apex, Call of Duty, Final Fantasy, Genshin, or Fortnite. I feel like it might go to Genshin or Fortnite just based on what my peripheral knowledge of those of these games is. Mm-hmm. I feel like it might be one of those two. Uh, I feel like the yeah, those I would say Genshin is probably the bigger one just because they do do updates and like when they do full updates, it is kind of a big deal and a lot of players like to like to watch those. I would say Apex made a lot of like covered a lot of ground recently. Um in some of their later updates, in one of the latest updates, they added like a I wouldn't say like an arena shooter kind of thing again, where it's it's kind of like Valorant or CSGO, where you have like a buy phase and then you go like I think it's four on four, like straight up fighting in that. Um and then they added a couple of new like games, new characters, and so on and so forth. So I do think that, that they there can be in the running. Um, I would say Apex Legends or Genshin Impact will will take it, um, unless somebody figures out like, uh, unless Fortnite like buys it with their Naruto credits um, and popular vote. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Best art direction: Deathloop, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts, Ratchet and Clank, and The Artful Escape. I'm going for a Psychonauts or The Artful Escape. I think The Artful Escape is all about the art direction. So if that doesn't win, I will be extraordinarily surprised. Artful Escape. I just It's like a music it. game. It's like I like rhythm games. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, this looks like a this looks like a trip. It's, Adventure it's indie action psychedelic. Yeah. Uh yeah, this has art direction written all over it. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised either that one. I've seen uh, art for Kenna Bridge of Spirits, and I think that one's pretty as well. But once again, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a judge on the panel. Uh, the the game the games are good when they're good, you know. Yeah. Um, best score in music: Cyberpunk, Deathloop, Near. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and the Artful Escape. I'm going to have to either Artful Escape this or Cyberpunk. I really love the music in Cyberpunk. Um, but the Artful Escape is a music game. So again, if it doesn't win that, um, I'm sorry. It wouldn't one or the other, you know? It, yeah, possibly both. But I mean, yeah. it has to win one of those two. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be really... Oh, it's right here. Oh, it is on sale. It is 25% off. Found it. Okay. Um, wish list. Um, but yeah, it, it looks interesting, and yeah, definitely, I have to, I have to play the game in order to understand, like you know, the the music and score behind it. But mm-hmm. it, uh, it sounds fun. Best audio design: Deathloop, Forza Horizon Five, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil, or Returnal. Ah, uh, I, I can't really, I don't really know for audio design on this one. Um, Deathloop has good music and it's also very like based on sound and like the direction where things are coming from. So I can see there Forza, depending on how good, like the car sounds are, I can really see that also being a strong contender. Um, village was good just because a good immersive horror game, but 
I think this one's very up in the air for me. Um, I'm, I really like that this is a category, innovation and accessibility. I can't speak on this because I haven't really played these any of these on an accessibility mode. I just play it normally. But Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and & Clank, and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. Um, Games for Impact is another interesting category. Again, Before Your Eyes is on here. Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. I've watched a couple of people play some of these games. So for me, I'm I'm a big fan of Before Your Eyes, as as you've heard earlier. Um, I would say it's it's five dollars on Steam. It's one of those games that like it it's worth playing more than once. It's got good replayability. Um, and if you if you like small dog with big paintbrush, uh play Chikori. Uh Chikori a colorful tale is actually like really it's like a brain teaser puzzle game. Um I watched I, I watched a lot of gameplay because uh the low key my celebrity crush played it a lot and i watched it and i was like this game actually looks like fun Ooh, um, interesting. i didn't buy it um it is full price on steam right now so uh maybe if it wins an award maybe it will drop in price but it it is a 20 dollar game it the soundtrack is really chill um and it does require you to think but the overall like the the color and vibe of the entire like game is very I would say wholesome, very chill, and uh, definitely something that if you're looking for a fun puzzle like game, that that's the one to go for. Hmm. Best independent game: Death's Door, Kenna, Inscription, Loop Hero, and Twelve Minutes. Oh God, these are all games that I played. <laughs> oh man, this is this is probably the the one that I have most invested. Like I'm most invested in this category. <laughs> um. So let, I'll, I'll break down what I know. Um, Kenna is probably the most colorful. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't played Kenna, um, I, I don't know how else to really describe it. it it's more of a, it, it. All of these are an experience, but Death's Door is like a. If you took Legend of Zelda and mixed it with Dark Souls, um, that's what Death's Door is. You're a crow reaper who is trying to reclaim souls. Um, and so yeah, Death Store is essentially Dark Souls, but top down. It's really fun, <laughs> definitely, definitely worth it. Uh, Loop Hero is one of those games where like you can go insane playing it. It's a, it's another choice matters deck builder like roguelike game. Um, and it's it's kind of pixely. It's one of those pixel art style games, um, like dungeon exploration, um. I played a little bit of it. It's it's not really my specific cup of tea, but it's fun. Um, Twelve minutes. Twelve minutes is one of those games that, like, if <laughs> if you're looking for a fun, like, thriller, interactive mystery game, uh, twelve minute twelve minutes is is one of those games. Um, the best way how I describe this game is, you're a man stuck in a time loop and every decision kind of like you're trying to figure out the correct way of getting out of these 12 minutes i've seen people like uh, a lot of things happen in this game um it also by the way has actors in it like willem dufoe 
James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley are all like voice actors in this. So if if you're a big fan of like, okay, they say 12 minutes blends the dreamlike tension of The Shining with the claustrophobia of Rear Window and fragmented structure of Memento. So if you if you like those movies, play 12 minutes. Mm, those are all fantastic movies. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting like thing. Um I people are telling me to play it just because they want to see me mess up every single time, and that's part of the game. Um but yeah. Uh and then the last one, my honestly, my my favorite one. I spent the most time playing inscription. Um I'm a card game nut. This is a card game. And my friend, Mr. Fancy Pants, actually gifted it to me. Uh, he got it from like a Humble Bundle or something. And he said, hey, I have an extra copy. Uh, have this one. And I'm like, okay. And then I proceeded to play it for 10 hours the first day I got it. Um, it's a card battler. So if you guys are into like, say, the Spire or Hearthstone or kind of games like that, um, it's one of those, but it also has horror elements and escape room elements. Hmm. Um, so it, it's very, there are moments where you'll be walking through like a room. Like the first thing that happens is you're in this room. And then like, I, I have a clip of it. Like I was looking at the safe and then there's like a hand on the safe. And I'm like, there's a hand on the safe. That's weird. That's not normal. And then the hand like pulls back and I'm like, no wait where did that hand come from whose hand is that right and you're just like this is this is not normal this is creepy but it's fun uh so yeah we we played the game uh i could figure out how many hours i have on inscription but i definitely played a good amount of inscription um if you're into like creepy like if you're into puzzle or card games you'll love inscription um but if you're even I don't like playing horror games that much and inscription is just the correct level of creepy that it's not jump scare like you're more invested in the game itself um, than uh-huh. actually playing it. Oh, OK. I have 30 hours in this game. <laughs> wow. That's a, a little too much. I, I thought it was less, but <laughs> yeah, it it's a it's a good game. I, I liked it. Um, definitely would recommend if you're into uh, those kinds of card games. Um, I didn't realize how many other categories there were, but just some of the highlights. Pokemon Unite is nominated as one of the best mobile games. Yeah. Um, so get in-game rewards. Yay. You get in-game rewards for it too. So uh, it, it got nominated for something else for like Oh, for the Google Play Awards, it was nominated as one of the best, uh, one of the best games uh, from Google Play. Mm-hmm. So, if you log in now, you get you get more tickets for for clothing if you want to buy yourself some clothes. Um, but yeah, I don't think that'll win best mobile game. Uh, it literally has to compete with League of Legends, Wild Rift, yeah, and uh, Genshin Impact, which are two really big things, but. Yeah, you know, I'd be happy if Unite wins. I'm not, I'm not rooting for it. Like, I, I would be rooting for it. I do think that, like, if it happens, it happens. But like, honestly, Genshin and League have kind of like a firm grip when it comes to like the game awards. Um, best RPG 
cyberpunk is nominated as one of them i enjoyed cyberpunk it never really broke for me um i don't think it'll win just because of everything surrounding it when it works it works but it didn't work for a lot of people and there's so much controversy around it so i think it's it's nice that it was nominated it's not going to win um i haven't played any of the other games so i can't comment whether or not scarlet nexus or monster hunter or Shin Megami Tensei or Tales of Rise is going to win, but I just I know that it's not Cyberpunk, but I appreciate Cyberpunk for the game that it wanted to be, and I I like Cyberpunk again. Um, most anticipated game: Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, the sequel to Legend of Zelda, or Starfield. I think this is clearly Legend of Zelda. What do you yeah. think, Kevin? No, for for sure. Uh... I, I like how it's most I love how it's the sequel to Breath of the Wild like it's we don't have an official title we, yet. we don't have an official title yet so I do think that that is the correct answer uh I think more people are going to be hyped for that um and yeah I'm I'm gonna jump up a little bit um as your resident guy who owns a VR system who won't shut up about it um <laughs> there is a best VR AR game um and I played a couple of these. The Resident Evil 4 VR is actually pretty um it's pretty interactive. You have to like reload your guns and stuff. It's very fun in that fact. Sniper Elite, I definitely want to try. Um I think Sniper Elite in VR would be insane. Um but the one that I did play is I Expect You to Die 2: The Spy and the Liar. Um if you haven't played any VR game ever, I would recommend the I Expect You to Die series just because it's a stationary escape room kind of game. Like you put on the headset and you get to play in an escape room um, and figure out how to escape the room in a way. Um, But it takes on a very 1950s like spy theme, um, especially in game two. Um, But yeah, I had a really great time playing you know, I expect you to die too. Uh, it took me a long time to figure out a lot of things. There were moments on my stream where I was like doing the same thing for two hours. And yeah, you're you are supposed to die and learn from each each thing that happens. So yeah, very, very fun overall. To round out this coverage, um, Looking at the esports sections, there's the best esports game, best esports athlete, best esports team, best esports coach, best esports event. Out of, out of all of these categories, Overwatch is not mentioned a single time. So, um, Yay. this should be it should be a wake up call for the Blizzardo world that not all is well with your game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. The, the, the best way, they're not even nominated for best esport this year, but I mean, Call of Duty, they have the Activision part of that, but nobody cares. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel like the really interesting one this year, um, if we're looking at, you know, the esports stuff is going to be esports athlete of the year. Um, a lot of these guys have done a lot of really interesting things. Um, and further on, an extension of that is going to be best esports team. Um, you know, Tens is on Sentinels. Um, you have Simple, who's on uh, Navi for Counter Strike. Um, there's just a lot of really interesting, like one and ones. Um, I was a, I I lost it when Team Spirit won. Um, I'm happy that they did. 
Um, that is that is one thing that I am uh, I'm happy about. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do two more categories real quick just because like I'm I'm interested. Yeah, uh, best fighting game: Demon Slayer, Hinokami Kagura, or Hinokami Chronicles, Guilty Gear Strife, Melty Blood, Type Lumina, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, and Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. Best fighting game, honestly, I feel like it's gonna go to Guilty Gear Strife just because it's that's the more good. It's a, it's a good fun. series. I would be really surprised if Brawl Stars ends up taking it. <laughs> um, um, and then I'm surprised that Demon Slayer got nominated. Like I'm I'm glad that it did. Um, it is one of those games that if you're into like the Naruto, um, what, what was it? The Ninja, not the Ninja Chronicles. They have like another Ninja, like Warrior? the three D, the three D fighter ones. Um, they sound by the same company. So, um, if you're into that. Definitely, but I think Strife is going to take that one. And then for me, I'm I'm a big, stupid guy uh, who has very few friends to play these games with. But best family game, yay! Uh, <laughs> it takes two: um, Mario Party Superstars, the new Pokemon Snap, uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, and the absolutely hated and dreaded uh, WarioWare Get It Together. God, how did that get nominated? It wasn't good at all. Uh, uh, I am not the one to ask. Um, but yeah, I do feel like family game wise, like it takes two is definitely if you're it, it it's two people. Um, I do think that Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, that's literally a, a one and like a two in one bundle. That one could easily take it. I could also see Super Mario Superstars taking or Mario Superstars taking it for uh the mario party aspect um all these games are solid except for the last one so uh i highly highly recommend any of those um it's really funny how all of them are nintendo property except for it takes two <laughs> um so you have a four you have a four and five chance that it is a nintendo game and i really do hope that you know i i hope that one of them doesn't get it and I hope that the other three, one of the other three gets it because like they definitely they definitely shelled out. Like <laughs> I I don't understand how else like you know Pokemon Snap is gonna get like games nominated for, especially like this year. But this is definitely like one of the few categories where I'd be like, Yeah, you can play this game with your kid. It's totally fine. I have not played any of these family games this year. So I, I should have brought my switch up. Then we could have uh <laughs> we could have played in the middle of the podcast. Oh wait, no, I mean I have I, I have played WarioWare, but I don't like to we remember. We don't like it. It's not I don't it's like not to a... remember that I played WarioWare. I like to forget that I owned it. I traded it for Metroid, so I traded it for a better game. I would say Pokemon Snap is like it's one of those games that's like nostalgic that it hits that nostalgia button because the first mm-hmm. one came out for the 64 and then they never made another one. Um, but yeah, and then overall, like party superstars, if you guys love Mario Party, I love Mario Party. I love not losing last second in Mario Party, mm-hmm. but that that's how it is sometimes. Um, and then the last one is Super Mario, you know, 3D World. You know that people are going to be playing that one for sure. Oh, so. yeah um yeah it's it's a lot of really interesting like categories that are that are nominated um let me just double check something real quick um yeah so that is going to be tomorrow night um 
in LA. Uh, I, I could have I could have just stayed a whole week and just <laughs> watched the event live. Um, but There's yeah, gonna be teases for movies and games that I know of that I, I can't I can't reveal, but I know there are things going to be teased. Yay. So. Um, yeah. So I'm probably going to tune in to watch it. I don't know if I'll do a, a watch along. I'm not big brain like that. Um, I have small brain. Uh, I, I need help. But this whole uh, this whole year in gaming, I would say, is probably one of the ones that a lot of people are going to be remembering, not only because of like, you know, pandemic situation and everything, but like it's one of those like years where like a lot of the games are really good. Uh, I have no other way of really describing it, but yeah, right. the, all the games were really solid this year. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see that. And then last but not least, you know, the content creator of the year, we'll, we'll just see who gets that one. Uh, I'm pulling for Foosley, but we'll see if, uh, we'll see if dream gets it. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see moving forward. Another bit of, of info from the Game Awards is that, um, let me bring up the story. Uh, yeah, so Jeff Knightley, who I guess is the creator of the Game Awards, he said that um, in, in, in regards to all the Blizzard controversy, uh, the Game Awards is not going to be taking sides on theirs. Like, they recognize the importance of people bringing this to light but also he doesn't want to take away from like all the actual creators who have done a lot of important work who are who want a chance to let their work be shown so they're taking a neutral stance on that i guess um so yeah um moving on to more activision blizzard blizzard news and stuff um because we can't ever escape the awfulness that is blizzard um so a bunch of the uh qa testers from raven studios who they're they're part of the the development team for warzone they did um black ops ghosts infinite infinite warfare um but a bunch of those qa testers were just unceremoniously laid off um yeah yeah they'd be they'd be meeting quote-unquote one-on-one with the quality assurance team, the quality assurance team will be meeting one-on-one with management individually to learn if they were out of a job um, with everything that Blizzard is going through right now. This is like, understandably, some teams need to downsize, but like, it's it's not going to look good, especially that it's during the holiday season. I think this is the worst time optics-wise for any company to be laying anybody off. Um, but the workers who are keeping their jobs will be getting a raise from 17 an hour to 18, 15 an hour alongside improved benefits and quarterly bonuses. Um, but still it, it just doesn't look good to be laying off a bunch of your workforce like that. Yeah. It's, it's never a good sign when you have to like downsize, but I, I, I don't know, man, like you really especially right in front of like during the holidays it's, it's especially pretty rough. this like the holiday season is is the worst because it's like normally you're kind of celebrating the year you're getting together with your family getting gifts or whatever and like this just ruins that entire season for everyone involved like this is like really bad especially for kids and everything like i can't get you gifts this year because we might lose our house yeah. um <laughs> but on, on more serious terms for blizzard um, so some of the state treasurers from states like 
California, Massachusetts, Illinois, Delaware, Nevada are actually pursuing potential legal um, repercussions against Activision because uh, according to the article that I've read, um, they're getting involved and they're asking for a meeting with the board of Activision Blizzard by December 20th. And if not, they will pursue um, some action of some kind. It's not specified because these companies have investments in ABK, not these companies, these states have investments in ABK. And depending on how the stock price rise or falls because of public perception, people are, are not buying the games. People are selling their stock because they don't like what's going on with Blizzard. Um, that affects the the pensions, um, the profits that the states get from this company, etc. So as stakeholders in Activision Blizzard King, um, they kind of do get a say in how the company is run and they don't believe in the current ability of Bobby Kotick and the rest of the leadership to write the ship and fix the culture. So they want a meeting with the board of Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard King to kind of have their say and try to fix this ship that is rotten and is floundering at this point. Um, for his part, Bobby Kotick is not stepping down currently and believes that he can write the ship, even though no one has faith in him to do it. Um, and he will consider stepping down if he can't fix it, is what he has said. Consider. He will consider. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, not, no, just go. <laughs> Please. Asking nicely. He's not going to go quietly. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just the unfortunate part about it. It's like, we know that he can't he can't run ABK as well as like up to the standard that a lot of people want ABK to work. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do, mm -hmm. what he does to quote unquote write the ship, uh, or if he's just power hungry and just doesn't want to let go. You know. Yeah. But if that's all for this week, Kevin. Um... Well, to wrap up, how how is your holiday shopping going? Anything you're looking forward to getting? How's how is this stuff doing? It's hard to believe it's actually like December and it's almost Christmas. Yeah, um, holiday shopping is is pretty stressful. It's always tough to like figure out what to buy for, you know, your parents. Uh, I don't I don't know what they want. Like, uh, I I I'm just honestly thinking about like gift cards and stuff. But the funnier thing that like you have to get gifts for is like what do you call it uh white elephant gifts yeah have you ever played white elephant games I have, before i have done white elephant on several occasions what what is the weirdest white elephant gift you've either like given received or just seen okay so my family my family tends to troll a lot i'm not <laughs> not gonna lie we have gotten some pretty pretty goofy stuff over the course of the year um uh condoms oh uh helpful uh i guess uh uh that's one uh we've gotten the funniest one is we got like expired macaroni and cheese from my uncle and we will never let him live it down um <laughs> like bro you can't just empty out your cupboard um what what other things have happened in the game um usually there's like there's usually like one or two things that like everybody's after um we we do a pretty solid like it has to be like 10 to 20 dollar price or 
at above five dollars it's like a five to twenty dollar like price range um so sometimes it's like we usually end up fighting over like popcorn uh popcorn things booze have been really popular since everybody in our house is now 21 um what else did we get uh it's really interesting to like think about what you want to give or what was there um steam gift cards tend to be in the in the game too so i'm hunting for that um but there are a lot of like really interesting gifts that we have gotten over the years um if you ever do play white elephant do you guys do like the the card pool system where it's like everybody gets a card or a number and then everybody pulls one from the from the pile and then yeah, there's that's like how we stealing do it. in rounds yeah that's okay. how we do it yeah our our family does kind of a bigger version of that we play bingo we have like the whole bingo ball and boards oh. and stuff like that so we do we play bingo. If you get a bingo, you you pick from the pile, and that starts the round for stealing and stuff. Um, obviously, like at the very beginning, you want to play pretty safe. Uh, you just want to open up gifts and just see what's around. Um, but yeah, we we play bingo, and like I think it's like a f- three gift maximum. Um, so you get like three shots at grabbing whatever you want. So it's pretty interesting um especially later down the line um but yeah i did my i did my shopping for that game already um so my family is gonna have to deal with whatever i ordered from amazon um it's gonna be pretty fun i think the weirdest thing i've ever seen is a bag of limes we got i did i got lime and tequila one year Hmm. from from a white elephant gift exchange and then in that game I put in uh, Exploding Kittens, the the card game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that 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 was a good that was a good year. Um, that was with friends, but yeah, I, I feel like that's gonna be really interesting. Um, for me, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of the things. I hope yeah, my parent my parents aren't like spooking in. Okay, so um, <laughs> my parents always say buy one thing that you're gonna fight for a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And then all the rest of them could be like whatever gifts, right? Yeah. So the one that I'm fighting for is I bought a fleece blanket that is the shape of a tortilla. Uh, it is it is a circular tortilla fleece oh blanket. My. And I want to fight for it, but I'm putting it in the game because I'm crazy. <laughs> um, so that's, that's one of them. Uh, I, I got... A seven dollar hard copy version of from from crook to cook uh snoop dogg's cookbook so that will be interesting uh in the game uh and then uh, let me let me double check what the last one was um but yeah it, it's been interesting like i literally did it on the on the plane ride back from uh from LA like I was brainstorming in my brain I was like what should I get for this year um I know my parents are probably going to put in booze and and uh, other things like uh, our family tends to like be pretty solid on that front Mm -hmm. um but I need to add more weird things let me let me see what the last one was I think it was I, I remember ordering it oh yeah um hand warmers 
because I know that somebody will fight for that, including myself. I will kill somebody for that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, there's a lot of like things that I'm putting in the game that I I definitely would fight for. Uh, I don't know if another thing that I was thinking about doing is putting in um, the, the new Silk Sonic album in the game that could also be a, another really good prize um if, if you haven't heard that album you you get it some bruno mars and anderson back they're they're amazing i am currently in the process of writing christmas cards and we're doing secret santa for the zomnics and they listen to this podcast so i can't say whose Who stuff have. i got and what i got them there you so, go yeah We'll wait. Uh, we'll wait for the reveal. Reveal. We're, we're opening them on the twenty first, so afterwards I can reveal what has been gotten for me and who got it for me. And I'm considering I, the Zomnix. I'm kind of concerned. <laughs> they they know you too well. Both they know me too well, and just this team is incredibly horny. So <laughs> I, it, it, it depending on who, it might just be a dildo in a box. Uh, it, it's it's fine. You can. You can put it on your car. I can smack it with. I can smack somebody with it. Yeah, it's if it's a big a enough. Blunt force object. Yeah, it's just a very floppy nightstick. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Not not as bad as that, but like when our, uh, when my support graduated from from the college team, um, our our chat was wild for that for that team for that first team. Um, it wasn't a part of the school server. It was it was crazy. Uh, it was back in the wild wild west before, like we actually had to cut it down and be PG. Um, so the last time that we saw our um, our support player, he graduated the same year that I did. Um, we got him a we got him a mercy body pillow, <laughs> and we're like. You know what? This is this is the correct answer. This is the only only right answer here. So yeah, we we got him a we got him a mercy body pillow, and he like unwrapped it in front of his girlfriend, and he's like, "What? What is this?" I'm like, "It's from the team," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, okay," and he's like, "It's okay. It'll go right between me and my girlfriend." <laughs> like, I'm like, "Perfect. Exactly. Exactly where I expect it to go," um, but. Other than that, like equipment wise, if anybody is looking for like fun holiday gifts or anything, feel free to like bug either me or Matt or I uh, about that. Um, I've been personally shopping for a new camera. Um, all my life, I've been doing a DSLR cam or not DSLR. Uh, I've been streaming using a webcam only, right? Like one of the C920s that like everybody has, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to upgrade my system so I don't look crummy every time. Um, it's really funny because like every single time that I'm on the RU broadcast, um, compared to my co-hosts, like I'm always the one who has technical issues, and I'm like I'm the also the only one running off of a webcam. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, I think it's about time that I upgrade so I don't look like I don't look like two pixels. I don't look like a thumb next to all of my other co-casters. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, you can do that. And so I'm like, okay, I'll just make a, I'll make a mini upgrade. But yeah, there's some cameras that I'm looking at. I've been looking at like OfferUp and you know Marketplace, mm-hmm. hoping that I could find it for relatively cheap. But we we will see. 
All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to our very long, like these, these episodes always like go a lot longer than we expect them to, but we appreciate y'all for listening to them anyway. Put us on in the background at work so that you're not, you don't feel alone as much in this COVID world. Um, but thanks y'all for tuning in and we will catch you soon. Adios. Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.